Hey guys, it's Robin from the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast. And I want to talk quickly about our good friends over at O'Neill Cinemas at Brickyard Square, just off of Route 101 in Epping, New Hampshire. Now, Sean and I on the podcast, we love to go and see our Star Wars films, but we also are just your average moviegoers, and we love to see animated films and really, really in-depth films over at O'Neill Cinemas. So they've done a wonderful job of promoting the podcast, and we're just returning the favor, and we really want you guys to go over to O'NeillCinemas.com and MovieTickets.com and get your tickets. They really know how to put on a show. So make sure to go over there, like their page on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and show them the love. You will go to the Dego Bus. Hey guys, welcome to Brick City Blockades Star Wars Podcast, Episode 9. This is your host, Robin Vogt, from the Brick City Blockade Podcast. And who's this guy across from me over here? Again. Here I am again. Sean. (laughs) I'm Sean. Yeah, you guys know Sean. You see him on social media and everything. Sean, it's nice to be back again. Yeah, so how was Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. I have to admit, I really... Uh, enjoyed seeing family again. I know that you went somewhere specific. Yeah, for I went up up in uh, Maine and just went a couple days. Went left on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. And yeah, so I was trying. I was off social media a bit a bit there, but yeah, there's actually quite a bit that happened around that Thanksgiving Black Friday time in terms of like new stuff about Rogue One and uh-huh. and we'll, we'll dig into it, of course, Sean on. Uh, episode 9 here but really the Black Friday was like centered around Star Wars for me like I was looking to see where the Funko Pop deals were I was looking to see like where can I get some awesome Star Wars stuff for my compadres um, in the Star Wars universe and people who are part of the community and everything yeah, like I, I missed I didn't miss Black Friday but I did because I, I actually went antique shopping I went, oh. there's an antique mall up in uh, Fairfield and I bought a couple albums for like it was like 20 bucks, so it was nice. Like, but I missed all the Star Wars Black Friday sales, but yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, we, you know, we're at the holiday season, Star Wars stuff is rampant, it's in the stores, it's on the shelves. So, you guys, I know all everybody in the Star Wars community out there is buying Star Wars gifts for people of the in the Star Wars community. Yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna do some more shopping for how I got you something, so oh, that's nice of you, Sean, and of course. I've already got something for you, but we're not going to share gifts on this episode just yet until we have the Brick City Blockades Christmas Christmas special, special, which is going to be a lot better than the Star Wars Christmas special. I was about to say (laughs) It's going to be a lot better than that. But yeah, there's so much to get into, Sean. I think it's, we got to just jump right into it and we got to start talking about it. Now, what we've seen, um, I I know we, I might've mentioned it in our last episode, but I can't recall, Sean. That there's a lot going on in in terms of these new spin-off films right. and everything going on in terms of Kathleen Kennedy sitting down talking with Star Wars associates and producers and everybody else involved in this universe and talking about you know if Rogue One is successful what are we going to see in terms of spin-off films and one of the characters that was just added I shouldn't even say characters yet because we don't know what this character is no. but Amelia Clark was just added to the Han Solo spin-off film I anthology guess you could say and, yeah, yeah you could say it's an yeah. anthology film I think that'd probably be the right I way mean, and I want to go right to you Sean because you are a Game of Thrones fan you are really my uh, eyes into this this world that is Game of Thrones. So I want to get your reaction first to Amelia Clark being added to this film. Well, I, for me, personally, I think it's a, a great fit because her uh, character, uh, of course, Dan- Daenerys Targaryen, go Targaryen at the end of Game of Thrones, <laughs> let's go. 
but no spoilers. Her character is is basically trying to try to get to the throne to win everything, and I, right. I think her character can be uh, mo- moved over to a, the oh, not Rogue One to a, whatever this Han Solo movie is going to be called. And I think she could be some, somewhere in like the political aspect of mm. the like the count, the high council or something like that. And right. I mean, that's why I see kind of like a Natalie Portman's uh, character in the uh, Revenge of the Sith is. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison, Sean. I, I totally agree with you. Um, the little I've seen of Game of Thrones, I could totally see her filling that very political role. And from what we know in the Star Wars universe, there's been a lot of space battles. There's there's been so much focus in that in the trilogy films, and obviously now with Rogue One, it's so focused on like I'm, I'm going to use this word. I know it's copyrighted by Star Wars, but the battlefront, like literally the right. the physical action that the rebellion and the Empire are taking against each other. And I think the one thing that I did like about the prequels, a lot of people didn't like it in some way, and I really don't understand it, is the political aspect that's right, that's right, of the prequels. Too. I was talking with my friend like a couple days ago on Monday, and we're talking about stars, uh, uh, the political messages, and it won't, a lot of people didn't like the political messages, and I'm like, I really loved it. Like, yeah, that's it, only one of the reasons why I, I loved the third one, because it's so political, even, even though Natalie Portman's acting in that was eh. Yeah. But she could have done better. But I think that's how uh, Emilia's Clark's role is going to go. Because her character in Game of Thrones, she always wants, she gets what she wants. And I think her character, whoever she's going to be in the new movie, I think that's how she's going to play out. Yeah, that I mean, makes, it fits, that makes sense. It fits a role. Right. And I, I totally agree. I think that there could easily, and I'm going to and I'm gonna gauge you on this, Sean. I mean, does that, she doesn't have to be a major character. Yeah, no. It could be a minor character. We don't know yet. Right, and I'm going to gauge you on this. I think Amelia Clark, like you said, could easily be part of some high council or or something. And we know Han early on was running smuggling missions, and I think we're definitely going to see his relationship with Lando take effect. Now, whether that leads them to a a politically uh, focused uh, background or anything, I don't know. And it would be kind of cool to see them on trial with her as like the high council member. I would love to see a Don Glover and Amelia Clark work together. Oh, like just like if if Lando gets caught or something and mm. and he has to let's say he has to get get his way out and Amelia is like you said the high counselor and she's talking to him oh because I mean, he's means, the smooth talker yeah he's the smooth talker he, he's able to talk through it ah I see what you're doing there that's actually a really interesting point and yeah definitely I think we know Lando Calrissian we know him as the Colt forty five advertiser. He's the smooth guy. He's like, hello, what do we have here? <laughs> That's basically yeah. who Lando is. But just to see that relationship, like, um, and like his relationship with females, obviously, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's the smooth talker. Like, so I could totally look see Look at that. episode five. Episode five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In um, Empire Strikes Back, you see that completely on Cloud City between yeah. Lando and Princess Leia <laughs> and everything. So obviously, I mean, Han Solo is very similar in that way. And I'll be curious to see. How Alden Ehrenreich kind of fills that role as well. But to continue on the spinoff talk, Sean, uh-huh. because obviously Kathleen Kennedy came out, I'm going to repeat it, and said that we're going to see how Rogue One does to be able to make a decision on whether spinoff films make sense in this universe and really if they make any kind of money. Now, based on pre-sale tickets for Rogue One, I think we're going to see more spinoff films yeah. based just on ticket sales alone. But I just want to get your idea, Sean, because and we could have a conversation on this, I think, for hours. But of course, here on the podcast, we'd like to keep it simple for you guys. We are, If it is confirmed after Rogue One, if it's very successful, which I plan on it being, 
mm-hmm. is an Obi-Wan yeah, spin-off film, you could say, yeah. or, or a saga film in terms of who Obi-Wan is. Is that in sight now? Like, is, is that something that could possibly happen? I mean, it's, it's poss- it's, it could be possible. I think we have to wait until Rogue One, once it comes out, and I think Kathy Kennedy needs to announce it maybe a couple of months after or something like, like maybe in... Around May or Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration, yeah, that would make a lot, a lot of sense. And have Ewan McGregor come out at Star Wars Celebration and make that announcement. I like where you're going yeah. with that. There would be a lot more. It, it, and it allows people to see the film, of course. By then, you're talking about it being out on Blu-ray. You're talking about people seeing it multiple times. And to be able to gauge, you know what? This film came out in the theaters. It made a lot of money. It did well overseas. Mm-hmm. Let's see how people take to it in digital and Blu-ray, how many times they see it and how much money it makes. Like, Because you can't just start selling spin-off films on Blu-ray there is a, just I, like that. I don't know if you saw, there is a prediction of, of the opening weekend gross. Oh, yeah. Which was, I think it was 90, 90 million for opening weekend. Really? 90 million? Which, which kind of surprised me. But, yeah. But it's Star Wars, so I don't know. We'll see until... Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> coming up, coming weeks, I can't... Yeah, I, I, and, it, and it's amazing that we are so close to this film coming out. And being able... I, I, Sean, I've even dreamt about sitting in those seats and seeing that scene when Darth Vader shows up on the screen at this oh. point. It, it is going to be absolutely fantastic. And to be in there with a ton of Star Wars fans a night before the actual release, see it before a lot of other people are able to see it. Yeah. As we've heard, many places are selling out like hotcakes and people are not able to see this until the end of the weekend. It's just like what Force Awakens did. But people couldn't wait. They had to wait a couple weeks, not a weekend. So Yeah, we went to try to go see it but like for the third time and we couldn't even get seats until, what, 10.30? And it was a 3D show. Yeah. So we couldn't even be able to... Gauge it together. It was that popular. Stars was making a comeback and it is com- com- making a comeback again. Right. And, Bigger, and, better. Yeah, totally. Uh, there's, and I, I, I'm curious to hear, Sean, do you think that Rogue One is going to have that kind of success opening weekend? Do you bring up the number of $90 million? Do you actually see it sitting at $90 million opening weekend or do you see it making more? That's basically I, I see it exactly 90. I think I think that's a good guess because it's not going to attract all the stars uh, fans or all, all, all the moviegoers, but it's going to attract all the super fans like us. I actually see it making just a little bit less. I could see it making 85 to 86 million. No, yeah. Because I, but you're right. It's going to I mean, be it's, around it's that 90. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be under like 70 or 60. And I've heard people say that number. I've heard people say, well, "Yeah, you're not talking. You know, you're not talking 90 million. You're talking 45 to 50 million." I, I don't see it making that. Well, look at um, uh, Doctor Strange. It came out with how, how much did it make? It was like 120. 120 million. It dropped off for a little bit. It didn't see quite of a reduction in its second week, like 20 percent drop off, which is pretty good. But there was a spike after that. I mean, I feel like Rogue One's going to do the same thing. But it's gonna be, of course. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna make less money than Doctor Strange. Right. And how important are the international markets to this film? I, I feel like I don't. I can't think of a Star Wars film, and, and maybe Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Force Awakens, guys. That's a new film that we're gonna be coming out with. Uh. Uh. Um, Force Awakens was didn't really have to rely on the international market. However, the international film viewer showed up to see this film. Well, well, is Rogue One going to need that international film viewer for this thing to be that, like that, an explosion of awesomeness? Yes, that's why the UK came out with pre-sale tickets earlier than the United States. And it's going to be, I think it's a, a day before too. Yeah. For 
for the UK people going to see before us. So lucky. It's going to be hard not to stay off the, all the social media and stuff and trying to get, not get spoiled. Yeah. And, and guys, so you know, the Brick City Blockade, we are people who do not look into spoilers. Anything we put out is always spoiler free and we'd let you know if there is a spoiler involved in it. So of course, if you head over to our blog page, our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, we are spoiler free up until the release <laughs> right. of Rogue One. And when you guys, we, we'll let you know if we discuss it. Of course, we're gonna have an episode after we see Rogue One, probably pretty close. Like I wanna say probably in a, like oh, a day oh. or two after. To do a, a discussion? Yeah, full yeah. discussion on what we saw. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just nodding our heads. Awkward, awkward silence because, of course, we don't want to be spoilery. We have our own thoughts on this, guys. Staying on the topic of Rogue One, Sean, you and I saw something really interesting. And everybody else in the Star Wars universe saw this. But you and I, you and I have been kind of going back and forth about trailers. Do we need more trailers? You know, you had said yeah. in a couple past episodes, I, I believe it was actually our Star Wars live segment you brian had asked you that brian from be, jedi scavenger yeah. of course uh he had asked you do you do you think that we need to see any more trailers and then i i have said no and here came a, a tv spot which is not a trailer it all kind of is but <laughs> it ended really. up being kind of a trailer it's a it's a tv it's a clip yeah which, it's more of a clip. which is a really good clip if you guys go see it's with the Gen generoso and all the uh stormtroopers and all mm -hmm. just the whole a Rogue One team, just yeah, it, all it, together. It was great. It premiered on Jimmy Fallon. Um, I believe, it, I don't think it was last night. I think it was the night before. And it kind of had a couple of days to marinate in the Star Wars universe and yeah, everything. Probably, probably got filmed a couple of days before. Yeah, and just that scene alone. And I'm not. we're not really going to go deep into it because of people who may not seen it yet. But I, there's just so many great interactions in there. And of course, one droid stole the show, I yeah. think, in that trailer. I'm not going to mention his name. You guys can go and watch it. But this character is starting to become one of my favorite parts of Rogue One. And in terms of the trailers, mm -hmm. I think they've done a really good job of holding back this character what, he, for some time. And now what, finally showing what they what they've done for that character. Yeah, completely. I mean, especially... I guess you could say it's more of a role-playing kind of character. Like, Alan Tudyk is doing the voice. It's a voiceover yeah. is really what it is. And I, I just it's, did it's, not expect it's, it. It's really hard to do great uh, voiceovers. Look at C-3PO. It's really hard, but he's a great character. Yeah, and uh, Andy Serkis doing uh, Supreme Leader Snoking and Gollum. I mean, you, you want to go back to a character that I was like, oh my goodness, who, who could possibly do this kind of voice acting? Or Snoke. Yeah, exactly. Filling in that role of Snoke in Force Awakens. I don't think you can get better people other than, I, I mean, the two best people in the Star Wars universe so far for me have been Alan Tudyk in this role, which, again, I'm right. not going to mention the droid's name because you guys can go. I think you know who I'm talking about. And uh, Andy Serkis is great. <laughs> And, and Andy Serkis as Supreme Leader Snoke. And there, there's just something special. And we followed that up with the Dream trailer, which was really kind of a TV spot, which really took a focus on Darth Vader yeah. um, in certain parts and focused on not necessarily I'm, the I'm Death Star. I'm glad they didn't have a, a full clip of Darth Vader. That would just yes. ruin everything. Yeah, it really would. There, 
the stuff that we haven't seen from Vader yet, I think there's a lot more. We haven't. We still don't know what's in that throne room. No. Who's walking in there with the hooded cape on to that uh, a bath tank? We, don't we, know we yet. still don't know yet. And there's a lot to that. That they're and we, not we made a, a couple guesses last time on this last episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. But there, there's a reason they're not touching that scene. I completely believe there's a reason they're not touching it. It's going to be either a grand reveal of somebody. Or, again, maybe somebody in the Star Wars universe we have not yet met, which is yeah. also another really cool thing. Right. And I'll be, I'll be so fascinated to see, Sean. I know uh, you've been talking to me about it when it comes to, of course, these kind of these TV spots, how they, how they influence the market in some ways. And I'm going to ask you this question. I know we've talked about it before, and I've asked other Star Wars fans about it. Compared to where we were with Episode Four when we were talking about you – know, Episode Four of the podcast, of course, not Star Wars <laughs> – um, just want to clear Going that back, up. To, back to 1977. <laughs> and it just so happens that episode four happens to be the one leading up after this film. But specifically when it comes to how they've finally marketed this film, we originally talked in episode four of the podcast, mm -hmm. and we said we were really, really concerned that the marketing machine was not churning out. And that was in mid mid July, around the summer. Yeah, July and August. I mean, we were starting to talk about and, it then. And there was not much stuff going around. And now here we are in December, and it came all. It's all the the new merchandise and all the TV spots and trailers. It came out all in August to December, and I think it went up in flames. Yeah, it really did. I mean, it, it surprised me a little when I was like, oh, now we're getting Rogue One everywhere now. Yeah, and actually, it's, it's kind of overwhelming, but I love it. I I do like that up in flames analogy because it's not what Sean's trying to say is it's not up in flames in a disastrous way. It's up in flames because they're they're just loading us with all this stuff and everything that of course you know if you just keep adding more matches to the fire that fire is only just going to get bigger and in terms of star wars this is a really good fire yeah. like this is the fire that's keeping the warmth going in this place so i totally agree sean i think that's a great analogy to use in the non-traditional yeah. way <laughs> in terms of like usually up in flames means that it's it's an absolute Here we go. disaster our podcast is going to go up in flames <laughs> but i think if we're talking about episode four of the podcast I originally thought that that analogy made sense, that this thing was going to go up in flames. It went the, it went the opposite way. <laughs> That's right. They added a different kind of fuel to the fire. It, it's just, it's just, instead of red, it's, it's just green. It means good. Oh. Money. Money? <laughs> Money. <laughs> but, yeah, there's just so much going on in the Star Wars universe right now when it comes to Rogue One. And just all these TV spots are finally starting to get us closer and closer and closer to December 15th and 16th when this film comes out. I am... Two weeks. Oh. Two weeks from today. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, two weeks from today we're going to be sitting in seats watching this film. And I hope you guys have gone out and purchased your movie tickets um, to see Rogue One. Of course, our good friends over at O'Neill Cinemas, they have film out there and... Uh, it's going to be a great place to go and see this film. I think Rogue One is going to be a great uh, experience, and I think to make your experience really that much greater, I think you have to go to O'Neill Cinemas. I'm, not, I'm not sure if uh, Rogue One opening night tickets are still available, but I think the weekend ones are still available. Yeah, definitely go so over there. Opening weekend is still great to go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have a funny feeling after seeing Rogue One, Sean. Gonna it's going to be like Force Awakens. <laughs> we're going to go see it either that weekend yeah, or we're like during the week. Dig deep and watch all the, get all the secrets out. Yeah, so if you guys see uh, Sean and I at um, O'Neill Cinemas, you'll know what we're doing. We got our pads and pencils out. We're starting, we won't turn our phones on. We won't have a light on us, but we'll be taking notes. We'll, we'll, have, on everything. Head, we'll have headlights. <laughs> we'll have big headlights and everything. Shh. <laughs> 
we're trying to watch the film. Uh, but there's there's just O'Neill is going to be a great place to see this and film. Again, O'Neill has been great for us the past yeah. few episodes. Yeah, so make sure to go over to movietickets.com or go to O'NeillCinemas.com and get your tickets if they're still available. We're in uh, section E for opening night, yeah. so if you guys still see tickets in there, make sure to plop yourself right next to the Brick City Blockade if you get a chance. Most of the last time I checked, most of the seats were all, all up front are still open. Yeah, that, that was a couple of days ago. So. <laughs> Sean created a whole VIP section for us, basically, for the podcast. He just went in there and just bought all the tickets and was like, hey, you guys want tickets? No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> no. Sean, I... I I want to really focus on this, really. It's a pretty quick episode, guys. We're really not talking about much because there's just so much leading up to Rogue One. But, Sean, I I just want to really get your thoughts as we get closer and closer and closer to this film. I just finished up the book Rogue One Catalyst, all right? Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of different stuff in that book that I did not expect when it comes to the story and everything. I'm not going to spoil it. I think we're going to save that for another episode. I think that there'd be so much great stuff we could talk about. I haven't read it yet. I still have to go read it, but I think after we're going to have a a discussion with uh, Brian and... uh, Yeah, get Jedi Scavenger in on it and everything. But just to gauge you, Sean, on this, um, we were introduced, of of course, this is really no spoiler. I think we saw this coming to young Jin Erso. Boy, is she a feisty character. I think we see this now with this movie coming up. I kind of already knew that. She's a feisty character. She she is We see Rey as a feisty character, too, so... Right. And I, I... want to get your thoughts on this because I know how you really like you really enjoyed Rey in The Force Awakens yeah. you loved her character do you have that same same feeling about Jyn Erso in this and do you think Star Wars is going down the right direction by having these female lead roles I personally think it's a great approach I think that it's again I mentioned it in the last podcast it's getting families into the seats but again Sean we are so close to the release of this film mm-hmm. Have, have your thoughts changed on that at all? Or do you still think they got to really plug out these female characters because they're really making a difference? No, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. They need more female... I think they need a, a female villain lead soon. Mm. Like, maybe have a live-action size Ventress, something like that. But I think, for me, I, th- I still haven't seen Jin on screen or all, as much as Rey, so I'm still... Going for Ray right now, but I don't know. We're gonna. I guess we'll see. I know. I know you really into Plessy Jones' character. Yeah, right? I, yeah. He's I, falling in love. With her, right? <laughs> I mentioned it on the last podcast. Uh, I have an uncomfortable amount of Generoso stuff in my room. Is that a problem? It's a problem, and it's an admission that I'm making to Star Wars fans that Jin Erso, it, there's just something about that character. She fits beautifully into the Star Wars universe. I, I don't know. Rey was was something because it took me a little bit of time to get used to that character in this universe. I, I, for me, Rey, I think she just jumped right in, right, basically right into my arms. <laughs> but Whoa, no, not, not like that. But <laughs> hopefully, Daisy Ridley's not listening. No restraining order. <laughs> Uh, no, but I think she, her character, because we never see, I see a female lead as much, and I think Ray came out and delivered her uh, character, which I really loved. And uh, Jen Erso does the same thing, so. Yeah, I, I totally think she will. I think that she, again, there's something special about that character. Uh, it, and maybe it's just because I've read the book and I have some background knowledge in terms of. Yeah, I haven't read the book yet, so. Right. And once Sean reads it, I'm sure that he's going to absolutely be on the same page as me. I think right. he's going to absolutely fall in love with the character of Jyn Erso. And I'll be so curious to see how this character... Of course, we know the Death Star plans were stolen and everything. And obviously, I, I, 
And somebody brought up a really good point, Sean. I didn't plan on talking about this, but I think it has to be brought up while we're on the subject of Jyn Erso. There's a lot of talk about, well, what could happen? You know, obviously, we understand that the plans were sent to Princess Leia on the Tantine One. Uh, you know, they were transmitted off. And she was able to put the plans into R2-D2, therefore carrying them to the Rebellion. Kind of eerily similar to The Force Awakens in some way. Yeah. About carrying the, the plans to something or a map. Map. A map. <laughs> I'm the map. <laughs> I'm the map. I'm the map. Okay. We're going to get ourselves in trouble in terms of uh, copywriting. Um, but I think that a lot of people have been talking about, well... There's never a mention that these characters are killed off. There is never a mention, either from what we've seen in trailers, or really what we saw in A New Hope. And maybe George Lucas didn't plan on this at the time, but do you think it would be honoring George Lucas by keeping at least one character alive because of that mention? Because they never mentioned. I mean, they don't have to kill off everyone. <laughs> this is a whole Unless Vader does it. Yeah, unless Vader does it. That's kind of. <laughs> Honoring George Lucas, anyways. If yeah, Vader <laughs> if Vader kills everybody. Yeah, of course. Then you're really honoring Uncle George yeah. in that case. No, but yeah, they don't have to. Uh, it would be great to have at least one character like alive. Maybe like Wedge and Tilly or something. Yeah. Like maybe oh, we don't know if he's going to be in it or not. Right. Then yeah, I totally agree. Uh, maybe keeping a character. I, I don't know if somebody like Saw Gerrera is going to stay alive because of his past and he seems like he's just starting to get old. He's just, I don't know if he can move dying with that cybernetic leg. Just like Yoda dying old age. Right, right. He's the same kind of wisdom and everything that he's carrying with himself. So It's just it's just really, I'm, I'm going to be so fascinated and Sean, we're so close to sitting in those really? seats. I've mentioned this. It's, I'm so excited. It, I'm it so, is. sorry. Okay, stop. <laughs> I gotta stop singing. We gotta stop singing so we don't get copyrighted. Yeah, exactly. We're limiting our singing, folks. So, Sean, it's, it's been an absolute wonderful time talking with you on this episode about it's always, really It's always a wonderful time. <laughs> That's exactly why we do this. It's for you, the Star Wars fans, and for us to talk about the Star Wars universe. The whole point of the Brick City Blockade is to get involved in the Star Wars community and get you guys involved in our conversation. So, really, you guys can go. You can follow us on Twitter, at BrickCitySWPC. Like our Facebook page. Make sure to check us out on Instagram. And, Sean, we have an upcoming event at Krypton Comics in Exeter right. once again. Yeah, we got a, another Facebook Live account. Facebook Live. <laughs> Uh, thing going on next weekend, the least before week before Rogue One comes out. So great timing. Yeah, hopefully we're gonna say it's it's gonna be fifty percent off of uh, stars. Yeah, buy one get one fifty percent off. Fast. Buy one get uh, yeah. What you said. Be careful. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, and yeah. We, we, Great for Christmas presents, too. Yes. Make your Christmas shopping happen at Krypton Comics on December 11th. It is Rogue Day at Krypton Comics in downtown Exeter. That's 177 Water Street in Exeter. Right in our backyard, Sean, which is always great. We love yeah. our friends over at Krypton Comics. Buy one, get one 50% off on all Star Wars. Get your Christmas shopping done for the nerd in your family. Yeah. And uh, we, All for yourself. <laughs> for yourself, yeah. That, we, that usually is what it ends up. I, get, I go in there, and Andrew's always got the patches for me. Um, for my jacket and everything, but make sure to check them out, uh, like their page on Facebook. Also, Sean, I want to shout out our good friend, Mr. Brian Fontaine at yeah. JediScavenger.com. Wonderful collecting we, news. We will be doing a Facebook Live with them too, so. Yeah, it'll be really cool uh, to be able the to do that again. All here. <laughs> That's basically what it is. And as you guys know, he is he has an uncomfortable amount of rogue um, rogue one scarif stormtroopers. Um, so make sure to <laughs> check out his account because 
I don't know if I've ever seen a Scarif Trooper uh, collection like his before. It might not be run, that, run out, though, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Brian is going to continue to collect those uh, Scarif Stormtroopers. So, And he's got plenty of other stuff on there, guys. JediScavenger.com. He does product reviews in terms of newer Star Wars toys coming out and some of the Black Series figures. Chris does a great job on the collector's site over there. He always finds some great items at stores like Walgreens and stuff that I didn't know had those kind yeah. of things. I just saw a Commander Cody figure that he just put oh, up. That's all. I got to go. I didn't know that. I got to go see that. <laughs> now Sean's got to go to contact got, Chris about it. I got one. Which is really hard to find. Yeah, and that was Chris too. So big shout out yeah. to Chris. Um, wonderful, wonderful Star Wars collecting stuff there. And make sure to go uh, on watch us Star Wars Doubles recap on Sundays. Yeah, that's Robin right. And, and Brian. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We got uh, Sundays episode or Saturdays. Wow, my goodness. Uh, Brian would be really mad at episodes me. on Sunday. The your, episode, your episodes on Sunday. Our episodes on Sunday. Star Wars Rebels airs on Saturday. We got Thrawn this week. Plenty of yeah. more Thrawn. I think he's finally dropping the hammer and he's going to take some Rebels out finally. Can't wait to see what com- happens in the upcoming episodes. Yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. So, guys, thank you for tuning into the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast. That's a wrap for episode nine today. Sean, Rebel. where can the good people follow you? As Brian likes to call it, he calls it plug time. Where can the good it's, people follow It's plug time. So they can follow me on on uh, Instagram at zone twenty four thirty four. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Sean Michelle one. Add add a friend request to me on Facebook, and check out my music if you want. Yeah, it's actually really cool stuff, guys. Make sure to check out Sean's music. I say it every week. It is really cool stuff that he's doing. Where can they find you? Oh, let's see. They can find me at Mr. Vote Tweets on Twitter. You can send me that friend request over on Facebook. Make sure to follow my Instagram page at the official vote. Also, uh, some pretty cool stuff coming up in terms of a possible interview that I might have done with another podcast network about my Star Wars fandom. Make and, sure to tune in for that. Yeah, and my buddy across from here might have some Star Wars insight coming up with the same group yeah. sometime soon. More details to come on that so you can no follow spoilers. Page No spoilers, guys. No spoiler free. Remember that? <laughs> I got to remember that. So make sure, uh, obviously, guys, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, And finally, Sean, that's a wrap. It's a wrap. May the force be be with with you. you. Always.